Welcome to the GC Podcast, a podcast to help you develop into the healthiest ministry leader you can be by sharing practical ministry experience. Hello, friends, and welcome to today's episode of GC Podcast. This podcast is devoted to exploring best ministry practices in the context of Grace Communion International Churches. I'm your host, Kara Garrity, and today I am blessed to have GCI President Greg Williams join us. Welcome, Greg. Thank you, Kara. Great to be here. Well, I'm so glad to have you join us today. We're going to be jumping into um, a, talking about a process of development. Now, in the last episode, folks, we talked about, you know, how do we define the four E's? Engage, equip, empower, encourage. And so if you haven't checked that out yet, go check out that episode as kind of a a refresher before you dive into this. But today we're really going to be looking at that bigger picture. What happens when you put all those pieces together and really kind of live it out as a process of development? So I'd love to just go on ahead and dive right on in. We always, when we think about our practices in ministry, we always come back to the who and, and the why. Yes. And so I'm wondering, can you tell us where do we see the embodiment of a process of development in the life of Jesus? Well, Kara, I, I think you see it almost throughout. I mean, mm. even, even when he began his public ministry and he had selected those that were going to be his disciples, I, I think of Andrew had met him and Andrew went and told his brother Peter, you need mm. to come and see, you know, you need to come and see. And Jesus just said, he invited them. It was, it was a process of invitation and relationship. Come and be with me. And then throughout, you know, as he begins to, to, to work with them and to build that camaraderie with them, they get to see him doing miracles. They get to see him interacting, sometimes in some pretty hostile situations, mm-hmm. you know, Pharisees questioning, questioning him, uh, situations where he's, you know, being put to the test. But there are times, too, when Jesus says, no, we're going we're gonna to work through you. You know, mm-hmm. he, uh, yeah. I think of the feeding of the 5,000. I wrote an article, it'll be an update next year. You know, that's a, you know, put in, <laughs> put in a little plug here. Yes. But, but, but just talking about that one episode of the feeding of the 5,000, yeah. you know, again, he asked them on the front end, well, you know, the crowd's hungry. And one of the d- disciples says, well, we don't have that kind of money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, you know, we just couldn't afford to be able to feed this crowd. And then Peter uh, uh, looks around and says, there's this kid who has a basket with loaves and fishes. And yeah. so this is something to start with. And for Jesus, it doesn't matter how small he can work with mm-hmm. it. But the miracle that took place there happened in their hands as they mm-hmm. distributed. And even when they collected at the end, what's amazing is they took up 12 baskets how many disciples were there? You know, I think there's 12. I think so. <laughs> so they got a takeaway meal for themselves yeah. too. But Jesus Jesus was always good to include them, to, to get their input, to get their involvement. And they, they got to see how he operated with people. They got to learn to imitate the way he was, his being with other people. And then, you know, finally at the end, he says, I'm going away and I will send the Spirit but he uh, he felt confident. Now, were they were they fully prepared to jump in to being apostles? I don't know. But Christ felt like they were. Yeah. You know, and again, they were going to learn as they go too. Yes. And that's that's the beauty of yeah. how Jesus even trusts us too. You know, most of us when we jump into ministry, we feel so underqualified. We feel so mm-hmm. inexperienced and out of our depth. And yet, in His faithfulness and through the power of the Spirit working in us, you know, that's, that's to me, 
the real magic of what happens mm. in this process. Mm. Yeah, that's a really good word. It's a really good word. And so we could even say that that Jesus, um, he, I mean, he's the the perfect developer when yes. we look at his his earthly ministry and and the way he really invested in the lives of the twelve and and who um, they were becoming as they walked alongside him. Yes. Yeah. Yes, they were, That's and right. I, I think we have to look at this as not just some kind of a of a project. This is not this is not something where it becomes mechanical. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really is discipleship all the way through, and, and and the reliance that we have on knowing that Jesus truly is the head of the church. That the Holy Spirit is our faithful guide even throughout this this process. But then we get to be shoulder to shoulder with other human beings too, mm-hmm. uh, and and who who are different from each other. Some are gifted in certain ways. Some have different personalities, different life experiences. But we all have that commonality that we really want to point people to Jesus. We yes. really are about being citizens of the kingdom and pointing toward that reality of what Jesus, you know, proclaimed is is what He's about. The kingdom that will be coming in its fullness. We're all already citizens of that kingdom. Mm. So this process is all leading into that direction. Yeah, yeah. That's good. And and you know, you you talk about that that process. Talk to us a little bit more about that term process because there's a, a there's a lot of processes yes. in the world. <laughs> and so what right. kind of process are we talking about when we say a process of of development? Yes. I I uh, I think that's a great question because um People who know me, and uh, and again, I, I have the opportunity as the president of the church to travel around, and I get to meet not just in the U.S., but around the world. And um, they know that my voice, one of my primary voices, is mm. that of pioneers. So they think of me of, you know, let's let's go forward, let's push forward. And, and I do want to see progress for the church. I really do. I think Paul says that we want to press forward to the high mark of the calling we have in Christ Jesus and some of the things in the past. We need to move on from some of the things in the past. But a process, to me, I I was going to use the example of an old cassette tape recorder. I, I hope for our <laughs> younger audience that you know what I'm talking if about. Not, they can yeah. Google it. Google yeah, it. Yeah, Google that. <laughs> you could go on YouTube and see what one looks like. But, but like with a cassette tape, with it going forward, you're you're putting it in play, and you can go forward. You can even fast forward. Sometimes yeah. you can, you know, I don't like this song, so I'll jump forward to the next song type of thing. But there's also a time to pause. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we need to pause and reflect. Yeah. And there are times it's like, well, I didn't quite catch that, so we rewind. We go we go back, and we go back to a place that we had already covered before, but we need to cover it again. So process involves all those stages. It's not just always, you know fast forward or, or 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 trying to move at a pace that's you know too fast for the group because in a process if if the individual leaders out there too far ahead you know the old adage is if you get too far ahead you start to look like the enemy out there you don't look right. like the leader anymore so we have to be careful and and to me that that rhythm process means there's a rhythm of mm. how we go about doing this 
it's it's in community with others, but it's also really in a sense of 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 seeing where the spirit's leading, what the spirit's doing. That's why we have to hit that pause button and come back and say, okay, what have we seen the spirit doing? You know, what what has has happened, and what does that mean for us and going forward? So even as we try to see what the spirit's doing and try to make plans. We always want to come down to the conclusion it seems good to the spirit and to mm-hmm. us. We always want to use that, you know, as as our as our filter for what we do. Yeah, absolutely. And I love what you had said previously too that it's not like a mechanical kind of process because what you've just described even with um this this visual of the cassette is it's it's kind of organic it's it's dynamic you need to be in discernment with the spirit about in yes. this moment in this season do we pause do we fast forward a little bit do we rewind and it's not just you know kind of a uh i talk a little about you know a cut and paste a copy and paste or right. just you know input output but it's what what is god doing in this moment what does this process look like in this moment because of what he's doing and how we're participating. Yes. It's uh, a process requires community and relationship, doesn't Mm -hmm. it? I mean, there's a sense that we have to check in with each other. Yeah. We have to, um, you know, share ideas with each other, observations with each other. And, and to hopefully draw conclusions together, again, under the, the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And, um, you know, there's times that we, we may, may not always get it quite right. You know, we think we see something and we go in that direction and it doesn't always work out the way we want, but God's merciful, you know, oh, yeah. it's, those are, those are learning opportunities. I, I hope we don't, I hope we don't get caught up into some of the, the metrics of the world, like this is this, a success mm-hmm. and this is a failure. Yeah. No, all the things we're doing in ministry, they are learning opportunities. Some will be more fruitful than others. Um, I love what Paul says when he writes to the to the Corinthians and he talks about the work that we're involved in. And he does talk about that Paul calls himself a master builder. <clears throat> Paul was not an architect. <laughs> yeah, Paul was not an engineer. He did make tents on the side, you know, to uh, to support himself financially. But you know, he he called himself a master build, builder because he was building on the right foundation, which yeah. is Jesus, and he was doing it with Jesus by the power of the Spirit. But he but he says when we build, we need to be careful about how we build and what are we building with? Mm-hmm. Is it is it precious metals and 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 uh, and, and uh, costly stones, or is it wood, straw, hay, stubble, this kind of thing? And he he says that you know some of the things we do, they're going to get burned up, and that's okay in the greater scheme of things. But some of the things that we do in ministry, as we participate with him, some of the things are going to echo into eternity as well, mm-hmm. which gets me excited to think yes. about. You know, <laughs> how, how how do we how do we best how do we best stay in tune with what the Spirit is doing and in tune with one another mm-hmm. so we are building with the precious metals and the costly stones, that we are participating in things yeah. that are going to last? I, that's my prayer for GCI, is that in our processes that we we have that kind of discernment through the power of the Holy Spirit, that we're able to see those things that really are meaningful and that will make an eternal difference. Yeah, 
Amen. And I, you know, that, that makes me think too, I want to come back to you had uh, mentioned development kind of alongside as, as discipleship. And yes. I think that's, that's important because that's really what we're talking about when we talk about a process of development. It's, yes. it's really entwined. It can't be separated from discipleship. So can you talk to us a little bit more about that? Because right. that's part of the stuff that's not going to, that's eternal. Well, it is. That, that, again, that's, that's building as a master builder like Paul mm-hmm. did. You know, when Jesus said that to, that to go and, and to make disciples and he would be with us always, he didn't say just go make converts. He didn't say yeah. just go and, you know, have people, you know, win arguments and, and try to help them understand the truth of who I am. I mean, the Holy Spirit does that <laughs> conviction anyway. I don't know about you, Kara, but I, I don't know that I've ever fully persuaded or convicted anybody too oh, much no. of anything. No. But I do see how the Holy Spirit yes. does that. And I, I love being able, able to participate in yes. that process. But it is a process, like we were saying, and discipleship is is, is a lifetime journey. It's mm-hmm. not a one-time decision. It's not something that, you know, the one and done, and so check that box, that's yeah. over with. You know, the discipleship is, is a lifelong journey. I, I think of even the example of Jesus where, um, even as we record this, we're in the season of Advent now, mm-hmm. and we're thinking about Jesus coming in, the incarnation of Him coming in the flesh. And and Luke's recording of the birth, he goes on and even to Him being taken to the temple and the dedication and the things that happen, and, and it says that He grew in stature and favor, both with God and man. I'm thinking, oh, how amazing is that? Mm-hmm. The second member of the Godhead, Jesus yes. himself, <laughs> you know, in the flesh, was was growing and learning and developing. Yeah. So if that's true for Jesus, how much more is that true for us? Yes. So this is this is really this is really the foundation of when we're talking about discipleship and development. We are talking about growing in stature and favor, both with God and with man. That's exciting to think about that. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I, I think about even how that is one of the powerful things about that idea of, of process or a journey of, of development. It's yes. this idea that we're, we don't ever arrive. There's right. always right. more of who we are in Christ and who he's called us to be that that we can grow into, that that is more left to explore. And having this yes. this idea of processes, oh, we didn't just check that box and, right. and now we're done. Right. But but we are lifelong learners, lifelong disciples. We are. And I I, I think of the context, if if we can see what we're called to in our relationship with Christ, mm-hmm. with our relationship within the community, the church, if we can see it as a great adventure. Yeah. You know, yes. <laughs> I, I, I think so often a lot of times Christians will will see well, this life of struggle. And yes, it does yeah. include struggle. We're not going to sugarcoat that. It's it's not that there aren't struggles, that we are in a fallen world. We're going to mm-hmm. face some pain and suffering. That's just, that comes with the human experience. But what we're called to, and, and again, yeah. I said earlier, the whole, the whole sense of seeing even out further than what we're doing right now today, but what is the fullness of of the reality to come, the fullness of the kingdom that we're called to, to Mm -hmm. be a part of. We're kingdom citizens right now. Do we we live in that reality that that's that's really who we are? We belong to Jesus. 
and that, you know, yes, we live in this world. You, you and I are citizens here of North Carolina. You know, <laughs> we, we, we have to follow the rules and the regulations and pay our taxes and all those things that come with it. But this is not my home. This yeah. is my temporary home. The reality of what I'm called to be a part of, that reality is already but not yet. Mm -hmm. So we live in that tension. Yeah. So again, this is this is what this is what God has designed and created. It's it's hard mm. for our minds to fully grasp the already but not yet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so let's stretch your minds a little bit. But but for the present, you know, for the present being here in the flesh, being in time and in space, um, it, it means we have another day to live and to grow. And yeah. that's what development is. I, I hope that all of us think of our life as being lifelong learners, that we are, again, like I said, growing in that stature and favor with God and with man. We're not yeah. called to be static. Yes, yes. No, that's excellent. And even even what you're saying, it it shows us what the almost, you know, not to use too metric-y kind of terms, but what is the target of our growth? What's the aim of our yeah. growth too? It's too. Yeah. It's not just, well, I need to do this task or I need to have this kind of success defined in this yes. um, whatever kind of earthly way. But our our aim of growth is something that is eternal. It is something of a kingdom that's gonna last forever. It is it is something in Christ who it is. is life itself and 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 right. He's he's just everything, right? Well, so it's he not is. just, oh yeah, I just gotta do this thing, let right. me develop for that, but I'm developing into the person that the creator made me to be. I mean, that's Absolutely. pretty special. It is. It truly is. I mean, um God has has created and designed us all uniquely. We we have, like I say, different personalities, different capacities, different passions, this type of thing. Um but I, I, I would I would throw out a bit of a warning because we live in such an individualistic society. We we uh, we don't necessarily always see the value of of being part of community and and how that is. I think we all want to come to the place that we know who we are in Christ. You know, first of all, you know, Christ is the one who who gets our worship. You know, it's so easy for us to turn back around on mm -hmm. ourselves and you know, think, okay, it's a good day when, when God's will matches up to my will. <laughs> you know, we, we, have to, we have to really mean it when we pray, thy will be done. We really have to come to, to rest in that and mm -hmm. to know that, yeah, we are in his hands. I've always found it interesting when people pray, well, we're, you know, we put them in God's hands like we're not already there, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> but we're, yes. al we're already there. I mean, we, we live and breathe according to his will. So we, we need to, to relax in that and to, and, and to live into that so that we don't get too self-important. Mm -hmm. But we also need to think about part of our role in this, this, this whole process of ministry development to think about the other. Yeah. You know, who are they? Because yeah. a lot of times people don't see themselves clearly. They, they mm. see themselves with labels that other people have put on them. Uh, a lot of times they've been beaten down. They mm. haven't had a lot of opportunity in their life, and some of their experiences have been negative experiences. And so they just don't really quite see who they are. But to help them come alive to see who they yeah. are, that they are a child of God, that they are loved, there is a place at the table for them. But even to come into the, the reality that there are spiritual gifts that, that God 
God gives out these gifts, mm-hmm. and the Holy Spirit is, is is like the director of all of this, you know. <laughs> and you know, some people have a gift of service, some of leadership, some of generosity. There's there's various gifts that people have, and what Paul says in Romans twelve: if you have a particular gift, then really lean into that. Mm-hmm. You know, go ahead and and live that out. Be be the person God created you to be. And our role in ministry is as especially with pastors and those who are advocates new champions. Mm-hmm. We need to help people see where, you know, what, what God is doing in their life, but where they fit in the body and the life of the church yes. too. Uh, the process involves helping people find their best fit. Yes. And boy, isn't that great? Wouldn't it be amazing to see, you know, a congregation where it is a priesthood of all believers? Yes. <laughs> and, and, and wouldn't it be wouldn't it be fantastic to see everybody fitting in a spot that really is living out who they are in Christ and yes. serving out of that? I know that sounds idealistic, but why not? Why why shouldn't we be idealistic? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And and you know, as as you as you say that, I you know come back to this idea of when we when we think about development, it's really it's 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 God who is the author of where we're developing to kind of what's the direction of our development because even as as you say that we come back to the importance of discernment in in community and and the active role of the spirit as as we're doing this because i mean who am i to say what part of the body i am (laughs) just because i want to be the hand doesn't mean that that i am just because i want somebody else to fill a certain role because maybe that's what i need right now in the church doesn't mean that that is how they've been fashioned. And so right. we do need to be, like you said, um, see people well, we see people clearly as part of this process in community and in discernment and not act out of, um, you know, our own needs or our own yes. desires, Yes. but let, let God be the one that's showing us where, what's the direction of this development? What's the direction of, of this right. discipleship right. in community? So so ministry is is not a contest. It's not a competition. Yeah. You know, it really is. You know, you know, fitting where where you fit, and and part of that, part of that even does come back to a person's passions too. We have to be yeah. careful. It's a tricky thing because it's it's in community that gifts are confirmed. Yeah. You know, people will think that you know they want to be this or they'll have an aspiration. Uh, and some people may be good at a, at a certain uh, ministry skill or practice. They may be good at that, but it may not be life giving to them. And it may mm-hmm. be that that that's just not where they fit. I I've often thought in our church when I was pastoring because I was working primarily with volunteers. Mm. O- occasionally, I would have an intern who might be paid, who I could work with, you know, a lot more directly and 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 be more intentional with, especially with their time because they were paid in that role. But volunteers, you have to be careful. You don't want to over overtax them, mm-hmm. overwork them. Um, but there are those volunteers who are eager. You know, they're going to say yeah. yes to a lot of things, and that's 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 not bad. But sometimes we have to help them see they may have an aspiration for uh, a certain aspect of ministry. I'll use myself as an example. I, I love music. I love praise worship. Mm-hmm. I, I love to sing with other believers. I love, but I love to be in, in, a, in a bigger crowd because I don't sing so well. I'm I, I don't know that I've 
tone deaf, but I I know that I'm not I'm not going to do a solo in church. Okay, mm. that's that's for the love of everybody who's in the audience listening. Okay, so I I know that's not my gift. It doesn't mean it's not my passion because music right. is is really a passion for me. But I have to understand that I'm really more of a music appreciator than I am someone who, you know, has has that that ability. Maybe in my glorified body, I, I'll uh, <laughs> maybe God will do something to my vocal cords and and and, and my uh, ability to hear hear the tones that that maybe that will be healed as well. I hope so. Yes. <laughs> but even with the but if, yeah, yeah, but even with the, the host of angels, I can sing to the top of That's my right. lungs because their their voices will drown mine out. So, that's right. But I think we, we, we all have to be careful with that. And, and that's why in community, we, we care for one another in that way. So yeah. this, this, this process is that we're talking about as we're interacting, you know, we, we, can, we can help people to see, you know, that, that's great that you have a desire for that. But let's think about where you, you know, where, where you really bring the best of who you are. And how's that going to how's that going to work together mm-hmm. as a body of believers you know, there's yeah. some people who want to be greeters at church. I'm often thinking of that role. And um, a greeter is really there to, you know, have a smiling face, a welcoming face, mm-hmm. but to help people move along. There's the information table. The coffee's over here. You might want to get seats in the sanctuary. We fill up, this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The greeters who just want to stop and have a conversation with everybody they're not really doing their job well, you know. Mm. They they need to be behind the coffee table, yes. you know. They, they need to be sprinkled in in other places. But you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Sometimes sometimes people have this 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 notion that this is a good fit for me. Let's let's be humble enough to let the uh, the confirmation from the yeah. body, you know, help us to see where we fit. That's right. That's right. And you know, even as as we're talking, I think I hope one of the things that's that's coming to to life for becoming more apparent is the a process of development is it's very nuanced. It is very it is. dynamic. There, it is not mechanical at all. It's very relational. Right. Um. Very much so. A part of um the journey of discipleship and done in yeah. discernment in, in community. And so, you know, one of the things that that we've done in GCI is we've we've put together the four E's as sort of like a, a guiding, yes. you know, engage, equip, empower, encourage as as maybe a guiding framework as a process of development. Yes. But it's it's definitely not, well, here's one, two, three, four, as our listeners should hopefully hear right. in the conversation right. we're having. Right. But but you know it part of the the spirit of that is is that um, we're we're encouraging ourselves to be intentional yes. with our processes of, of development. Glad you said that. The word intentional. Yes. See, and- sometimes people get this notion because we are a spiritual organism. Yeah. The church is a is a community of faith. We know that, but sometimes people, I think they they don't go deep enough that somehow yeah. that. That that means things are just going to sort of happen. Yes, and that, that it's going to be organic. That that all sounds good to us. Now, there, there's a certain sense that d- does God make plans? What do you think? I mean, even organic things need to get planted, right? <laughs> well, they do. I mean, I, I, I we could talk about this all day, but I, I, I think back even in, in Genesis, it talked about how the spirit was hovering. Mm. There was this time of, of, of just, you know, 
thoughtful consideration yeah. and, and what was going to happen with the creation story and this type of thing. And so things don't just kind of poof, magically mm-hmm. appear. And, and relationships are not that way either. We have to be yeah. intentional about that. So we talked about the relational side of the four E's, but but being relational also does mean being intentional too. You know, we have to make ourselves available. And, you know, I... I I I think at least my experience speaks to this. I believe that that the God has gifted me to see uh, talents and abilities in other people. Mm. I, I feel like God's given me that ability to invite people in. You can call that sponsor mentorship or something mm. like that if you want to put a label to it. But to invite people in, and even Jesus, when he said, you know, send them sending them out two by two, he knew there was a dynamic there. They're stronger together. But there's also this learning that takes place because two people are not just alike. Two people are going to be a little bit different. And and a big part of sending them out when he did in that original sending was partly because of their witness. You know, each Mm. of them had their own story of how they knew Jesus, of how Jesus had transformed them and their life. And, you know, there's nuance in that too, isn't there? Mm -hmm. So the witness of two people is stronger than the the witness of one person. So Mm -hmm. the the testifying of how they knew Jesus, it, it, it actually was stronger going out two by two. But there's something about sharing in that process of, of going two by two as well. That's why, uh, you know, oftentimes when we're talking about the four E's and, and how we do this, don't do ministry alone. Mm. You know, in, in, include someone else. And especially if it's someone who's new and, and, and eager and, and showing some potential, you know, help them with that. Don't don't but don't treat them as in in a way like they're here to do my bidding for me. Don't look at them in in the sense of like that uh, okay, here's a need and I'm going to fill this need with this person. Be be loving and careful enough to understand that they may need exposure to some ministry opportunities to mm-hmm. find out really what they are good at right. and some exposure to find out what they truly are passionate about too, they may they may go through some experience with you, and it's like, eh, that's just not yeah. for me. That's that's just not that's not my thing, and that's okay. That's mm-hmm. part of the learning. But you see the intentionality in that too. Those of us who've been around a while, that we have the ability to invite yeah. others in and to bring them along, it requires that that we actually. Be intentional. We've got our eyes open. We're seeing these people. We're we're open to the invitation and come and let's do this together and experience this together. Just like Jesus said, come, come and be Mm -hmm. with me. Come and watch me. Come and participate with me. Now you go and do these things. It, 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 It just works so well when you do it relationally. Yeah. No, absolutely. That, that intentionality in, in the relationship, um, I think bears a, a lot of fruit. And so, you know, the way that I, I think about the four E's is maybe even less of a checklist and more of a um, a check-in, right? It, it, it check is. Check-in on your intentionality. It is, but there's a flow to it as yeah. well. We're, we're not just going to take that newest person that we really don't know much about, right. that, that really they may have, they may just be a new believer and they're learning just how to, to establish their walk with Christ. Mm-hmm. I mean, Paul, Paul talks about that a lot in his writings. You know, there's, there's a time when you only need the milk of, of the word. You're yes. not ready for the meat yet. So they're, 
they're still growing in their understanding. And I'm not waiting for someone to be a Christian for 10 years before they participate either. Yeah. So you can be extreme in this. But we don't just all, all of a sudden empower somebody that we don't know, that we've not built, you know, built some relationship yes. with, some confidence with. But but over time, if we really go through the four E's, you know, the mm-hmm. the beginning of the the engagement, and the, even in the engagement doesn't mean that they can't participate on certain levels. They can still do some things. They can come and help and be a part of the life of the church. There's no mm-hmm. reason that they can't do that. But you're not going to have them up giving a sermon their right. second second week, you know, at a <laughs> church service. That's that's not what we're going to do. I I think there's 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 such again the word discernment comes into yes. play. We're we're being intentional, but we're also being discerning. Yes. Um, I, I don't mind giving people to do something that they're going to feel that the task is bigger than them. Uh, that That's okay to, to give them a challenge, but have we done some preparation that they don't even realize that they're as prepared yeah. as they are? They're gonna, they're, when, you, when you put people in that opportunity, that there's already been some preparation done, even when Jesus, he said he, he sent them out. And then and when they came back with the reports, they came back with mixed messages. There were times they were received well. There were mm-hmm. times when, you know, we, you know, we we met with opposition and it didn't go so well. And, and Jesus says, that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's true in this process today in ministry as well, you know, with with the ones that we're working with. You know, let's let's make time to review. That's part of being yeah. intentional again, mm-hmm. isn't it? It's back to the cassette tape. Let's, yes. hit, let's hit the pause button. Let's take the time to, to, to process what happened. What did you experience? Where did you meet Jesus? You know, and so, mm-hmm. and what are our next steps? Where do we go from here? So yeah. there's, there's that continual processing that goes on. So when you say process of development, the word process has a whole whole package of meaning, doesn't yes. it? <laughs> <laughs> it sure does. And and even what you're saying, I think that that's what I mean even as a check-in. It's kind of an intentionality check-in for, you know, myself as somebody, uh, you know, who may be developing as yes. an example. Am I being intentional in my development or am I being haphazard? Yes. Am I letting somebody who has been here for two weeks give the sermon? Well, if I check back into <laughs> right. intentionality check-in, right. oh, maybe I didn't engage them very well yet, right. you know? And so it's less checklisty of, oh, am I just doing this? But right. it's, a, it's a tool for reflection of it are is. we thoroughly, intentionally going through this process? It, it, it is. I mean, it's uh, when we say process, you know, how... You know, engage the whole, all the four E's. So engage. So back to Jesus and working with the disciples. You know, it's one thing to have them set the group of five thousand into, you know, into seating arrangements, and then to pass the basket of, of food and to take up the basket of food. That's more task oriented. It's a little bit different of standing up on the day of Pentecost and giving, yes. you know, a message of of what they've been experiencing with yeah. the coming of the Holy Spirit. Those are those those have different different levels, don't they? Yes. And so there's there's a certain sense in the engagement process that we are putting our toe in the waiting pool, so to speak. 
But we're not asking people to do a backflip off the high dive into the deep end of the pool and they don't know how to swim. Yeah. We're not going to do that. Yeah. So, so the four E's keep us, keep us accountable in that way. Mm-hmm. You know, so we go from engagement to where there's just <clears throat> the, the relationship building, the introduction, and then going to the equipping stage is a little more involved because in the equipping stage, we see that to where um, there's going to be true mentoring happening. Come and follow me as I follow mm-hmm. Christ, the imitation we're talking about. Yeah. There's also going to be a little more of a push toward uh, the growth and their development in terms mm-hmm. of even being students of the Bible, learning how to be more engaged in spiritual disciplines, and just just learning the, the depth of walking with Christ. Yeah. It takes time. That yeah. doesn't happen overnight. And so we, we, we go through that process, and that's a big part of the equipping. And we get to the place, too, where we see that, boy, the Lord's really working in this person's life. And, and so now we start giving them meaningful things to do. We start empowering mm-hmm. them. And in that empowerment stage, it doesn't mean that now we just exit the building. <laughs> they they still need, I know I even, you know, at, at, at my stage, I still need people who have eyes on that mm-hmm. see what I'm doing. I still need, uh, uh, you know, a sense of accountability. I also need to to know what I'm doing is, is, is meaningful, that it's making a difference. So not just accountability, but even, even approval. We mm-hmm. need that. We all need that. And so to know that they're attentive, that they're approving, that that bleeds over to the encouragement stage, doesn't it? The encouragement stage, encouragement's not always just, you know, pats on the back (laughs) and you're doing a great job. That's a big, big part of it. But it's also bringing some challenging questions too. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I see you're doing this, you're engaged here, you're not so engaged there. Explain to me what's happening, you know, to create yeah. to create some of the challenge too. Our our, our mantra at GCI. Yes. You know what it is. <laughs> Tell me what it is. Oh, high support, high challenge, grace always. Amen. And it works. I mean yeah. that that applies in all these situations. Yes. So at all stages of all the four E's, you know, the high support, the high challenge, and doing it in grace. It works. Yeah. It's and, and again, why does it work? Because it's the way of Jesus. Yes. That's why it works. It's the way of Jesus. Yeah. And I mean, speaking of it of it working, you know, back to the intentionality and in, in relationships being fruitful, what are some of the things that, that you expect we'll start to see as we really live out these processes in the life of the local church? Well, I I, we talk about a culture of liberation. Yes. Uh, there, there's, there's a freedom when people are really able to thrive in who they are in Christ and to do that in community. There, there, there is a sense of freedom that really you know, points back to who Jesus is. I mean, we really become true ambassadors for him because we really are. It's, it's his light being reflected through us is what it is. Mm. And so I... I I just see that transforming our church. You know, our vision has been healthy church. Well, mm-hmm. this is this is a big part of what we're talking about with yeah. healthy church. This becomes a culture too. This is not just this is not just okay uh, a programmatic piece, and we're going to try this for a couple right. years and see where it goes. No, we're talking about trans transformational things here. Yes, 
We're talking about participation with Jesus through the Spirit is what we're talking about. If, if that's really happening and we see that in the life of the church, this is, what, this is where it's going to lead us to. It will lead to a priesthood of all believers. It will, it will lead to the sense and care for others that we want them to find their best fit. Um, it, it, will, it, it will be, to me, like I say, liberating because now, even as a pastor, you're not you're not pastor centric. You're not yeah. trying to carry the weight of everything. Mm-hmm. You you become that liberator. Ho- hopefully, as this gets built out over time, you really become the cheerleader for your church. You're the great mm-hmm. encourager. If all the ease are being done, not yeah. just by the pastor, Avenue Champions, the other ministry leaders, yes. if they're all following these same processes, and that's happening at multiple levels. You know, the pastor can be the preacher of the gospel and the encourager of the group. Man, alive, if I could, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm feeling a call to pastoral ministry again, Kara. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> well, no, I, I, like I say, I, I don't want to make it sound like it's an easy one, two, three. Right. It's not. It's not at all because real life happens. Yes. Uh, people move because of jobs, people die, all those things come yeah. in. So so the attention to the health of the church is a constant yeah. thing that we have to con- continue to, you know, keep our eyes on and stay focused. Mm-hmm. Well, what encouragements, Greg, would you have for those of us who are beginning to to live out intentionally this this process of development, to, to embody this rhythm of the four E's in the local church? Just keep it up. Stay mm-hmm. the course. You know, we uh, we often think back to, I believe it was Eugene Peterson said, it's it's a long journey in the same direction. Mm-hmm. But but again, I, I see it as the great adventure too. Like I say, every day is a new opportunity. And so let's 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 utilize the time that we have and let's let's be intentional. At the same time, realize it's not all on our shoulders. <laughs> realize that we really do look to Jesus as the head of the church. We really do look for the empowerment of the Holy Spirit and that that discernment. And I, I just think if we can learn to really, truly put our, our hope and faith in Christ, but at the same time, we show up and participate, I, I don't think we can go wrong with that, Kara. And I, mm. I think as long as we just, again, the Bible says don't grow weary in well-doing. Yeah. So I'm just saying even though there will be challenges, and we know there will be, um, that's okay. That's okay. Sometimes it's those challenges that shape us the most. Mm. And it's sometimes in those challenges that we meet Jesus even more personally than when things are going well and things are going smoothly. Mm. So again, we we are where we are. God knows where we are. He's not surprised. Yeah. He's he's not, you know, <laughs> he's not even disappointed, you know? I mean, sometimes we we become disappointed yes. or we become disillusioned and we get, you know, we get into a negative space, you mm-hmm. know? And I um you see examples throughout scripture like that. I I know Elijah, he had this great remember the story with the 500 prophets of Baal and this great day of, you know, ridding Israel of of all these false prophets and then, you know, his life is threatened by the queen and he goes and hides in a cave and he mm-hmm. just has a pity party for himself. We can be like Elijah too. We can yes. go up and down in that way, but then God meets us with a small yeah. still voice and God, you know, brings relief to us when we need that too. So he's a God that does leads us through 
the uh, valley of the shadow of death, but also leads us in the green pastures and the still waters too. He's such a good God. <laughs> he sure is. He sure is. Yes. And so what, you know, as, as we close up our, our time today in this episode, what um, final words or thoughts would you share that maybe we haven't covered yet in terms of a process of development? Well, Kara, I, I just think I think we're in a good space right now. Yeah. I, um, you know, this past year I've, I've traveled to just almost all the regions a- mm. around the globe in GCI. I've, I've got to meet with with leaders from different cultures, from different nations in Africa to the UK to Canada to to France uh, in so many places. Beautiful group of people in Fiji I got to visit mm-hmm. with, and I, and I'm seeing how we really are speaking the same thing. There's there's a there's a unity that we're experiencing right now that we can't create, you know, mm-hmm. by our own means. Um, it really is a spiritual thing. The Holy Spirit really is helping us to stay on the same page, to go in the same direction. It always has to be contextualized based on our culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also has to you know, fit what the personality of the group is, and those things have to be nuanced in as well. This mm-hmm. is, again, not a program. Yes. We're not doing, we're not checking boxes, but we do have a framework, like you said, you said that well. You know, we have a framework, the team-based pastor-led framework, the faith, hope, and love avenues to help us to see who Jesus is, how we participate with him in his ministry, because it is his yes. ministry. So those things have been lining up so well. And I am just I am just thrilled. As the president of GCI, I couldn't ask for more in that way. Mm. But I feel like we're just getting started, too. Mm. One of my good friends, Pastor uh, Gabriel Oji, who's down in the Dallas area, Richardson, Texas, he 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 told me he was here at the office not long ago, and he says, "Greg, I think I think the Lord's really building our capacity right now mm. and preparing us for you know what He has for us really to do." And I thought that was a good word. I, I really resonated with me. I've I've dwelt on that quite a bit. And this is what we're talking about. This process of development is really about building capacity. If we okay. if we really do transform into a priesthood of all believers, that we're all actively engaging in the ministry of Jesus, because I think one of the greatest problems in, in, in the Christian world, Kara, is that too many Christians act like consumers, mm-hmm. not participants. Yes. And there's a big difference in that. So you can yes. you can use that you can use that as a topic for another podcast on another day. But I but I really believe yeah. that's it. If if we if we truly are engaging and participating with the living head of the church with mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, there's nothing better to do. We yeah. we can't go wrong with that. Yeah. Amen. Mm. Well, that's a great word to to end on. Thank you so much, Greg, for joining us today. But before I let you go, we do have our little fun segment. So I'm going to ask you a couple of random questions. Oh, this is rapid yes, fire too. It sure it? is. So first thing that comes to mind, you just gotta you just gotta shout it out. So if you're ready, I'm ready. I guess I as ready Maybe, as I yes, will. Yes. That's right. <laughs> All right. What is your favorite holiday tradition? Holiday tradition. I love the white elephant exchange at Christmas. Ah, yes, that's a good one. <laughs> what sport would you compete in if you were in the Olympics? 
I would strive to be a decathlete because I like all those different things. Oh, yeah, okay. I was okay. a discus thrower. I was actually a pretty good runner in the day. I I don't know with the pole vault and the high jump. I'd have to work on those. But I, but otherwise, <laughs> I think I do okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. That's good. <laughs> okay. If you had your own late night talk show, who would you invite as your first guest? Oh, my goodness. My first guest, I probably would have David Letterman come so that I could, uh, you know, learn from him even as I interviewed him. Ah, yeah. You got to learn the trade. Learn That's the trade. right. Bring in an Almost old Almost like you're getting developed. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, what is the best piece of advice you've been given? The best piece of advice I've been given? Oh, me. It's... Uh, Follow Jesus, you know, mm. and point others to Jesus. Yeah. That's that. That's it. Because you know, anything else is less than. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and then finally, what is your favorite hobby? I would have to say golf. I don't ah. get to do it as often as I would like, and I'm I'm not as proficient as I would like to be either. But the the beauty of golf is it's you against the course, not so much you against the other competitors. <laughs> and every once in a while, you'll hit a shot that's just amazing. Mm. I um, you know I was talking about our good friends in Fiji. The last shot I hit, we played nine holes over there. I I, I love the idea of playing on international courses. Okay, okay. And I was using rental clubs too, so okay. that makes it even a little more interesting, but I, I hit a shot from across the water about 85 yards from the hole that hit up on the green and rolled and rolled and then went into the hole. So oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, I was, I was pretty excited. I <laughs> threw the club pretty high in the air and did my little happy dance. And so, yes. yeah, so, but no, I really enjoyed that because if you play golf, you have to kind of concentrate and leave everything else behind and, and mm. really devote yourself to the game. Mm. So it's kind of a meditative hobby in that sense. It, it, it yeah. is. You know, yeah. I, I was told, you were talking about advice that you were given. I was told many years ago, and this is true, I think it's good advice for pastors and ministry leaders too. You know, find find something you enjoy doing that you lose mm. track of time. Mm. And I think that's really helpful because we are so engaged and we can, you know, we can be workaholics and we can yeah. get to the place that we burn ourselves out, but find something where you lose track of time. And I thought that was really good advice. Yeah, that is good advice. All right. Well, we really appreciate you joining us today, Greg. Thank you so much for all the insights that you've shared. Um, and it is our practice with GC Podcast to end the show in a word of prayer. So would you be up for praying for our churches and pastors, ministry leaders, and members in GCI? Absolutely. Thank and it's you. my pleasure to be here today too, Kara. I always enjoy conversations with you. So let me pray for us. Father, our almighty God, Jesus, you are the head of the church. Holy Spirit, you are at work not only unifying us, but energizing us, leading us into truth, giving us ministry ideas. You're the one who transforms the people around us, and you let us participate. What what a marvelous thing that we're able to do, that we're called into the participation with Father, Son, and Spirit to the ministry of humanity. Thank you so much for inviting us, for engaging us, for also equipping, empowering, and encouraging us all the way through, because that comes from you, God. So help us to be better at those things, too. Help us to be better at engaging. Help us to be better at equipping, empowering, encouraging those new ones who come along and those younger ones who come along. Help us, Lord, to just be a transformed church that Really, when people see us and participate with us, they'll say, those those folks have been with Jesus. That's what mm. we want to hear more than anything else. So bless our churches, bless our pastors, 
We thank you that we are a global church in 69 countries across this globe. What an amazing thing and what a gift that is for us in GCI. So once again, Lord, we just say thank you. Thank you for loving us, including us. Thank you for never leaving us and never forsaking us. And thank you for calling us to this great adventure that we're a part of in relationship with you. We pray in the awesome name of Jesus, and we do it with enthusiasm and love from our side. Amen. Amen. Well, that's all we've got for today, folks. Until next time, keep on living and sharing the gospel. We want to thank you for listening to this episode of the GC Podcast. We hope you have found value in it to become a healthier leader. We would love to hear from you. If you have a suggestion on a topic or if there is someone who you think we should interview, email us at info at gci.org. Remember, healthy churches start with healthy leaders. Invest in yourself and your leaders.